Hello, I am a robot. I am the finger butt robot. Please place phone by your butt. And now I am fingering it. Oh, 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 you came from your butt. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. And I'm Lance. What's up there, Wacker? You seem a little downtrodden this week. <laughs> I was outed on Facebook Lackluster. today. Outed secret, on Facebook? My secret identity. <laughs> Would you, are you talking about your Lance Wackerly page? Uh, or your, your... What? Don't... Your page, your real life page. My real life page. See, that's the thing, these multiple personalities of Wackerly. I don't understand it. Well, I just have here's my... what I understand. You make all your real friends friend you with your stupid podcasting persona. Okay, I <laughs> have an weird. online persona. That's what... <laughs> online, I'm D. Simon. In real life, you know, I'm okay, my real so name. So Facebook is online. Facebook's online. It's an online world. I hope I don't get raped or anything because now people know who, who I found am. you. I don't know a lot of people. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so funny. The only reason I have two personalities, you just have one that's fake, is so is so people from my job or prospective jobs can't search me down. Like I don't give a fuck if people who listen to the podcast know what my real name is. You know, though, that's the thing. It's I think a lot of people don't realize that Facebook. People will add people indiscriminately on Facebook, and they don't right. realize that they're adding their boss or someone who has the capability to fire them. Yeah. So have you been seeing all those like um, postings on different blogs of of uh, different email exchanges or, or not like Facebook comment exchanges, like yeah. the wall postings, right? That people don't realize they put. Well, that was all uh, 4chan hacking those Christian people's Facebooks. No, I read one just recently about like some girl. I think she's British. She wrote something along the lines of, my work just sucks. It's so boring here, and my boss can oh, be such a dick. Right. He, but that's, and, I'm thinking it, of the sex ones that recently happened like just this week. Like Somebody posted, oh, it was so nice being with you last night. Oh, and, my, you know, yeah, you, like yeah, clam yeah, cave or something. <laughs> <laughs> in my back hole. And then she was like, oh, can everybody see this? But that was like, yeah, people hacked her account and put that in. Oh, really? That's the yeah. 4chan guys did that? Yeah, well, that's what they said. Those people are truly amazing. Yeah. I'm in, I don't want them. them to know my real life identity. No, you, who knows what <laughs> havoc they could wreak on your life? Be bad. It is interesting. So you're outed on Facebook. What? And so did someone have like kind of some snarky response saying, "I know who you really are, Wackily. You're did, unmasked." Yeah. Multiple people did. Almost exactly word for word. Was it you that wrote me that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> but that was my different Facebook persona. Oh, okay. you know the young seventeen-year-old girl with the yeah. big breasts, right? No, you know, it's funny because I sometimes send out these mass emails to, you know, spam emails. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I forget to change the name on my account. So, yeah, people find my real name. Right. And it's, it, and I mean, it's, it would it's, just be all of. No, people do all the time. <laughs> so I'll get these emails from people saying, 
I know your real name, D. Simon. And so it's like, well, yeah, so do like thousands of other people that receive that spam email because I forgot to change a fucking account. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. It's not that big of a deal. So the fact that people know your real Facebook persona, does it really matter? Yeah. So people know your name's Schmendrick Goldfarbenstein. Gern Blanston. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Dern for years. It's a name passed down from my grandfather, okay? Shut up. So, Wacker, uh, you went to L.A. this weekend. How was... Uh, or did you went to? Did you say you went to a baseball game? Yep, saw the Dodgers. A very patriotic of you, the Dodgers, hey? Yeah. Why, why is that patriotic? A baseball. Baseball. Is patriotic. It's the national pastime. Oh, okay. Isn't that kind of patriotic? I guess there's Do lots, of, there are lots of Mexicans there. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying Mexicans can't be patriotic? Well, to Mexico. <laughs> well, I guess. I mean, they they could be citizens. Uh, they could be. <laughs> Probably not, though. <laughs> Did you try to deport them or something? That whole stadium was built on... They basically stole the, like a neighborhood out from a bunch of Mexicans. Families. The barrio? Yeah. They just said, like, sorry, get the fuck out. We're building a stadium. So are people Brooklyn like, Dodgers are coming here. What would you prefer, to see a baseball game at the Oakland A's stadium or to see one in uh, L.A.? What's the difference? Is it the same? Oh, just the same. as boring? It wouldn't be as fucking hot as it was in, in L.A., so that would, would have been nice, but... uh it's a, degree heat. it's a nice it's probably a, it's an older stadium but it's a nicer location in la yeah you know i almost got invited to a uh a raiders 49ers exhibition game yeah sounds boring. but then um yeah the uh, ticket was rescinded and uh didn't end up going <laughs> not that big of a deal because, i heard about some people going to that so yeah. you were kicked off the list well i think they understand that i don't like nature and i don't like sports all that much but you do like football I've, I've seen, that, you, I've seen you play like 900 hours of Madden on, on PS2. I, in, my, in my youth, it's been a while because I don't have a video game this system. This is like last year. If I had a video game system, I'd continue to play. Maybe two years ago. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I do, it's, you know, I, I do understand football. I, I like football. I don't mind watching football. But people just kind of assume because oh, of, you know, okay, that, I see. that I'm not, not in that it sports, was correct. not into nature. It's just like, yeah, well, we'll give your ticket to somebody who cares. <laughs> like a sports arena is nature. <laughs> no, but I mean, they, they, there's all these. Okay, there's there's various contradictions in everyone's character. And one of the contradictions is like, you know, I, I, I look like somebody that wouldn't really, you know, care about sports at all. But I don't mind football. Right. You're a you're a riddle. You're like a paradox. A conundrum. I definitely am. <laughs> so instead, I went to uh, barbecue at uh, my sister's house for Big Jerry's birthday. Oh, yeah. You couldn't get out of that. Nah, and I, I wanted to go to that anyway, so I didn't really care about the football game. But um, but yeah, it was a lot of drinking going on Saturday night and a lot of debauchery. P-Town got utterly wasted. It was his birthday, too. Right? It was his birthday, too. It was a dual birthday. And then uh, the next day, Sunday, I was rather hungover. And the only thing I really did of note all day was I saw that movie Inglorious Bastards. Uh-huh. The new Tarantino flick. Have you, you seen you it? You get in for free, right? You just like show your foreskin or lack thereof, and they let you in. <laughs> I walk in and be like, I just kind of give them a quick glance. It's not there. I'm a chosen person. <laughs> and then you show them your dreidel. And then I try to Jew them down. Like, come on, six seventy five for a ticket. What are you talking about? No, uh, the chosen did not get in for free. Regrettably, I did have to pay the full fare, which is like eleven bucks or something, or twelve dollars now. Pay those Hollywood Jew bastards, the Weinstein's. It's an outrage. <laughs> the Weinstein's. Jews just gouging us all. Yeah, they already control the entertainment industry, control the world. Yeah, they're bastards. losing all their money though. The Weinstein's. The Weinstein's. Yeah, yeah. they need a hit. But hopefully, this is going to uh, happen. Inglorious Bastards actually did quite well at the box office. And you know what? I know a lot of people. 
there's a stigma attached to Quentin Tarantino. A lot of people just automatically just they denigrate Tarantino because they feel that he just borrows too heavily off of other directors. But that's they feel what that he's, he's a hack. Yeah. I mean, he's not it's an homage. To hide it. It's an homage. Yeah, I think people people who who uh, you know try and tear down Tarantino. Like, yeah, not every one of his movies is like a ten. But they're all pretty fucking good. They're all better than 90% of the other shit out there. You know, they're all enjoyable. There are a couple movies I thought that uh, fell sort of flat. I didn't like Jackie Brown that much. I, I liked it. Was, it. That's because you like black chicks. But I, I wasn't too, <laughs> I wasn't too into it. I just thought the story didn't really go. Kill Bill, I thought it was good. But I wasn't like just blown away by it. Right, but compared to the other Drek that's up there, you got to admit, it's like a cut above. Michael I, Bay. I Michael think, Bay is not Drek. <laughs> I just think that he's one no, of those. It's true. When people bag on him and his movies, it's a clear cut case of one of those things that like he got popular, so people felt it was cool to say that they didn't like it. But they liked him way back in the day. Right. Oh, Reservoir yeah, Dogs I really liked out. Reservoir Dog, man. It's amazing. Fuck you. Yeah, but now that he's popular and he's made a name for himself, and it's like he can get like yeah. a list celebrities right. in his movies. They're like, yeah, he's sold out. And you know, to be honest, this movie's. Is not a sellout. And I even saw people bagging on it on our forums. Uh-huh. Don't let that dissuade you, people. Go check it out. I well, think the reason a lot of Nazis on the forums. <laughs> don't expect it to go over big with them. And on the other hand, you know, well, actually along the same lines, maybe that's the reason I liked it so much. How many movies do you get to see where Jews get to kick Nazi ass? Not many. I know. It, did, it, didn't, it didn't really happen. It's I guess a like it is a, you got to suspend some of the disbelief. But uh, the story is Brad Pitt plays this uh, colonel or sergeant or something. He doesn't play a Jew, does he? No, he plays God this forbid. guy. From, but he has a great <laughs> accent. He's like from the backwoods, Tennessee, and he assembles well, he an elite Iowa, troop. Think, Kansas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Real but life. he plays like backwoods mountains, Tennessee, like where Soccer Girl lives. Or yeah, not Soccer Girl, uh, Soccer Mom. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but um. Anyway, he like assembles this elite group of Jewish American soldiers that uh, are there just to scalp Nazis. Yeah. What were the real tough guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> These are the leftovers. Dude, the best one is Eli Roth. He played the Bear Jew, and uh-huh. I think you should refer to me as the Bear Jew from now on, Wackley. Let me see the movie first, <laughs> and then I'll tell you what I'm going to refer to you as. But it's a great movie. It's like uh, I think the best Do character. I, can I still refer to you as Anne Frank? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but only in <laughs> private. Just only on the podcast, okay? Um, but no, I think my favorite character in the movie is uh, this guy, Christoph Waltz, who played the Jew hunter, who is the best Nazi. But I, So you went to see this movie about Jews kicking Nazi ass, and your favorite character was the Nazi? The Jew hunter. Dude, this guy's incredible. He's a, he's a great actor. He's a German actor. He's been in many German films. First, like, American film he's ever been in. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't even say this is an American film. 80% of it's subtitled. That doesn't mean anything. It's American yeah, actors, it's Amer- primarily. Well, not actually. I'd say American like American produced, half and American half. directed. It's there weren't even movie. that many American actors in it. But um, it's an American movie. It was American. It's made by an American. Made of American money. But we're, yeah, definitely financed by American money. But it's a good movie, and I highly recommend it to people out there. But I wonder though if it is my favorite Holocaust film. Well, aren't we at like the end of time where we can make any more of these movies? There's been so many World War II movies made. It's like people are so, kind of getting sick of it. I think like Quentin Tarantino is probably the only person who can get away with making a movie like this anymore. Well, I don't think you can continue exactly. I don't. I don't think you can continue making those like tearjerker, emotional Holocaust films like uh, The Pianist. Do you ever see that? No. But you hate that guy, though. <laughs> yeah, he uh, Adrian Brody. Whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, but Roman Polanski directed it. Looking retard. And he 
did on kitties. <laughs> I didn't know Roman Polanski directed it, but that no, it's a good really, movie. It doesn't it's, really sway me. It's a, I mean, I see every Holocaust <laughs> movie because I have to because right. I'm Jewish. Your dad makes you do a, a book report on them. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but you know when we're when we're kids, that was like you know a lot of uh, a lot of children went to go see like Bambi or Alice in Wonderland or right. you know, a Disney yeah. movie. My father made us go see Schindler's List. <laughs> You know, that was like, that it, movie it, came out when you were in college. He still made me go see Schindler's <laughs> List, but he made me see. Uh, I remember sitting through The Winds of War uh, with Robert either. Mitchum. It was like a, a six-part miniseries on TV. We had, instead of being able to, we had one TV. Instead of being able to watch anything fun that a kid would like, like cartoons, uh-huh. Winds of War. Yeah, but that's and, not really like a Holocaust movie. That's like a World War II movie. Dude, there are some graphic scenes. I remember as a kid being like. Oh, there's some nudity in this scene. The Jews being marched into like the gas showers. And it was just like, you know, a little skinny, but yeah. ass isn't that Shave bad. Shave bushes, though. Those titties aren't skinny. <laughs> Spend disbelief. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I just remember as a kid, you know, I used to see a lot of Holocaust movies. Like when my dad went to the video store, he'd run a Holocaust movie. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like I'm, I'm a bit of a aficionado. Is there just a section in the video store for like the one Jewish family from in central Michigan? <laughs> It was, it was behind like this little curtain of a Jewish star. Yeah. All the Barbara Streisand movies and all the Holocaust movies are back there. Well, actually, you've never seen Yentl with me, have you? No. <laughs> One of these days. Uh, but no, you know, it's like I've seen a lot of Holocaust movies, and I feel like it's it's still a genre that I enjoy. Uh, the last one, I the most recent Holocaust movie I saw was The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Dude, I laughed so hard I cried. It's an excellent movie. Uh-huh. Have you seen that one? No. It's not... It's not <laughs> yeah, in- let, me, let me put it this way before you keep asking me. The last Holocaust movie I saw was X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your favorite Holocaust movie? Probably. You hate Jews. Because there's, only like, you one, hate there's Jews. only like one minute of Anti-Semite. Holocaust in it. <laughs> uh, but Magneto fucks some shit up. You know, no, that was breaks a great, the fence yeah. down or something. I kind of wish the Jews had some more like superhuman powers mm-hmm. that they could have uh, killed Nazis. Besides their penny pinching abilities, yeah. Besides, besides <laughs> their uh, their miserly abilities to save money. But you know the the Holocaust movie that I regret that I haven't seen because it was never made. You can't really see it. Can't really see it. it was made. I don't, you know, I want to say I don't want to say I can't really see it forever because I, I I don't know. I don't abide by those uh, platitudes. You're actually. keeping the hope alive? I'm keeping the hope alive like that one lamp. day... <laughs> the lamp is still burning. The lamp is still burning. One day, I might be able to see this movie. The movie's called The Day the Clown Cried. It's a legendary film. And uh, it was an unfinished and unreleased 1972 film directed by, produced, and starring none other than Jerry Lewis. Wow. Jerry Lewis, who was known for you know various comedic roles, Nutty Professor... Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Um, can't even name any others no. because I Neither really don't I. like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> he wanted to take. I think he was trying to uh, change his acting of wah. Well, what year did he make this? Seventy two. Stupid movie. Seventy one. Seventy two. And it's not stupid, wackily. Just because it's about the Holocaust. <laughs> Had he been in that uh, Martin Scorsese movie yet? No. Uh, King uh, of Comedy. King of Comedy. That came out in the late uh, mid seventies. Okay. So this is seventy two. I think he was trying to. Uh, Depart from the comedies and like have the you know the world taken more seriously, right? As so, an actor, as an actor, but uh, you'd think he would have chosen a different movie than a movie about a circus clown who's imprisoned in a Nazi camp and who uh, entertains the children while they're being marched to the gas chamber. <laughs> uh, he plays a washed-up German circus clown named Helmut Dork uh, during the beginning of World War Two. Yeah, Helmut <laughs> Dork is his name. And you said he wrote this script. <laughs> 
Yeah, he um, or actually it was based on a script written by a woman named Joan O'Brien, but he adapted it. Oh, okay. And uh, he produced it, directed it, and uh, starred in it. Apparently, uh, Helmet was a famous p- performer prior to World War II. Um, he was demoted after causing an accident and uh, eventually ended up losing his job. He was caught by the Gestapo for ranting about Germany and mocking Adolf Hitler. And then he was imprisoned in the uh, uh, Gestapo headquarters in a Nazi camp for political cri- uh, prisoners. Is this a true story, or you're just telling the the story, the I'm just giving, story for the movie? I'm giving a, the brief synopsis of what okay. actually happened. It's in the not movie. a true story, though. No, it's, it's, it's not a true story, but it, <laughs> it'd be great if it was. So what ended up happening is uh, he was uh, goaded into performing for the uh, the other political prisoners, and then one day he sees a group of children who are imprisoned in like the Jewish camp, not the political prisoner camp, and he entertains them. They start laughing, and one of the Nazi soldiers sees that he, there's actually a use for him, and he assigns him to help load Jewish kids onto the trains leading to Auschwitz. And by a twist of fate, he ends up uh, accompanying the children on a boxcar train. He actually gets in the train to Auschwitz and eventually used, in almost a Pied Piper fashion, to lead Jewish children to their deaths in the gas right. chamber. Why? Well, you know, dude, <laughs> why didn't the why didn't the why didn't the Nazis just put the boot to the children, dude? They're about to die, or just use German shepherds? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't so know. not only is it a, just a horrible idea for a script, <laughs> it's, it's completely also not really outlandish. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, but the thing is, uh, he he was offered his freedom if he actually ends up being the Pied Pied Piper to like lead the kids in the gas chamber. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe the Nazis had some semblance of now, a did heart, he have a clown some compassion. Name? Yeah, he would dress up as a clown. He was a clown. Yeah, but nobody had, did he have a clown name? Helmet Dork. Oh, that's the clown name? I thought that was the real name. Actually, you know what? They don't even tell me his... Uh, I don't even <laughs> like, know his real know, name. Like Gassy Binky? the Clown. <laughs> Gassy the Clown. <laughs> Zyklon Binky. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, we're just going to refer to him as Zyklon Binky. I like that. Uh, so after... Well, what ended up happening is uh, he reluctantly obliges to lead the kids into the showers He's depending on a miracle to save them all, but after the children go into the gas chamber, he's filled with remorse, and he ends up going to the gas chamber with them, entertaining them to all of their deaths. Or diddling them. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what thought process was behind Jerry Lewis thinking like, wow, everyone's going to love this movie. It's so serious and so meaningful and so heartfelt. I can see where he got off track i mean he just thought it was going to be like melodrama you know it's going to be like so heart-wrenching because it's a clown and the dying children yeah but dude you, but you take can go a too comic far. actor a comic actor that no one's ever taken seriously up to this point and he then had to have done some other serious movies at that this point. was his first ser- this was supposed to be his first serious film that's why he directed when they say it, film like his it. film that he's in control of or first serious role at all first serious role at all wow. And I think that's why. Yeah, maybe he should have started slow. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like some chick's boyfriend. Maybe, maybe or a drama before you you play a clown at like a Holocaust camp. Are there I guess, any other famous people in this movie? No other famous people in the movie. No I, uh, leading lady or anything with big tits. Well, Blonde. he tried to sign a famous French actress named uh, Jean Moreau, who uh, declined it immediately. Apparently, Bobby Darren, Milton Berle, and Dick Van Dyke also were approached, but declined immediately. <laughs> Milton Berle would have been awesome. <laughs> As the role of Helmet Dork. Yeah. You know he's a huge dick, right? Yeah, you've uh, mentioned that a couple yeah, every times time before. Every time you bring him up, I mention it. It's funny. I don't know uh, why that's the only thing you remember about he's him. He's famous you name for one it. movie Milton Berle's been in? No, he was Uncle Milty on TV. He was a TV guy. A TV guy? He's been in movies. He's been in... Uh... 
you know, like a lot of those madcap fucking. Uh, would it's you a watch mad, a mad, porn mad, mad, mad world? In it? Yeah, mad, I would. Mad world. Yeah. I want to see how big this dick is. <laughs> Not now. I mean, it's shriveled up. He's old. Or is he dead? I don't remember. So financial uh, problems, complications plagued this film, and I uh, ended up never actually uh, coming to fruition. I mean, it was it was. There's a short available of it. I guess say yeah. The, the video was produced, but um, the, the it was a rough cut. Film. It was a rough yeah. cut. They yeah, didn't it was do never all the like production. Uh, Lewis Jerry Lewis reportedly has the only video cassette copy of the film, which he keeps away locked in his office and denies its very existence. He refuses to discuss the film at all in interviews, and reporters are warned in advance not to bring up the subject of the film in his presence. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, I guess the film's shown in exclusive screenings organized by longtime Hollywood insiders. So mm. it's become like this kind of uh, mysterious. Holy Grail. Yeah, sort of like, you know, to the people who are in the inner sanctum, they're able to see it. Right. So uh, someone in particular, one person of note who actually did see it, is comedian and actor Harry Shearer. Oh, yeah. He saw a rough cut of the film. <laughs> and he said, uh, he described it as such. He said, with most of these kind of things, you find that the anticipation of the concept is better than the thing itself. <clears throat> the movie is so drastically wrong its pathos and its comedy are so wildly misplaced that you could not, in your fantasy of what it might be like, improve on what it really is. What the fuck, Harry Shearer? I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about, but okay. It's he basically bad, is what he's saying. He basically re- describes it. He says, if you flew down to Tijuana and suddenly saw a painting on black velvet of Auschwitz, you'd understand what this movie is. Yeah, and then my ass caught on fire because I pulled my credit card out so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> How much? Bought it immediately. Yeah. Could you imagine? Actually, you know, I was thinking about that. What an artistic endeavor. We should almost do that. Do you know how to paint on velvet? No. You're an that's artist, a, though. Dude, but that's a special skill. <laughs> I think you actually have to be Mexican in order yeah. to be able to do it. I'm pretty sure. But Remember dude, when I mean, you tried to buy that, that velvet lion ba- painting, and the dude was like. Wouldn't sell it to yeah, us because it was an African lion. We were like an a, a, a African American like, flea is that? market. He was like five thousand dollars. Like, really? It says it says a hundred right there on the tag. For you guys, it's five thousand. It was a it was a fine lion though. <laughs> you know, I uh, do wonder though if this movie will ever see the light of day. They said that in ninety one, um, uh, producer Michael Barkley tried to uh, resurrect the film, allegedly offering Robin Williams the role of Helmet Dork. Also turned it down. Well, yeah. Could you imagine? I mean, what that would do for your career? Although in '91, what was he doing, Mrs. Doubtfire? Well, Patch Adams. It's kind of the same concept, right? <laughs> he wasn't a Holocaust clown. No, he's a clown in a hospital. '94, uh, they tried Still to get dying children involved. Yeah, but they weren't being gassed by Nazis. No, they're just being eaten away by cancer. He's playing Still bad. His... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, William Hurt in '94 was uh, also considered to play the role, but nothing ever ended yeah, up. Yeah, why coming William Hurt? That makes no sense. You know, I don't quite get it. But so, you know, you you think this is just an absurd concept to make, you know, a, to, to even like try to like fathom that a clown would entertain kids as they're being marched to their death. Yeah. I, I mean, and the fact that uh, Jerry Lewis would even consider such a career ending, uh, which actually didn't end his well, career. Well, because he stopped it from being released. Yeah, he stopped it from being released. But you, you think this is just such an absurd concept. But then again, you hear about a movie called Adam Resurrected. I did hear about that movie. Did you hear about this movie with uh, Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So this movie actually is slated to be released this year. Uh-huh. And it was you describe filmed. it to everybody else that hasn't heard of it? So Jeff, Jeff Goldblum just recently um, finished 
playing a movie where he's an entertainer who survives the Holocaust by playing the role of the Commandant's dog. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he plays a, a character named Adam Stein, who's considered the funniest man in Berlin before the war, much like Helmut Dork. He's a Jew, and he loses his job, and then is taken to a concentration camp with his wife and daughter. Uh-huh. A commandant recognizes him. To and- concentrate on his comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Make it better? Yeah, I don't think he's going to develop the comedy at that camp. Uh, then a commandant recognizes him, cuts a deal with him. He said if Adam becomes his dog and makes him laugh, he'll be spared from killing. The commandant was like allergic to German shepherds or something. I don't know why he couldn't have, like, a real German Shepherd instead of he wanted a Goldblum Shepherd, which I just don't think would be as furry. No. But you don't know. It might be as entertaining. Uh, But Adam must also play the violin to calm down those taken to be killed. And among the Uh, prisoners he serenades are his wife and daughter. He later ends up in an insane asylum after the war. Wow, sounds like a good movie. Think about it, though. I mean, think of the comparison here to uh, The Day the Clown Cried. Yeah, but, you know, pretending to be a dog isn't as creepy as just a clown in general. He plays the violin, serenading those marching to their death. Still not as creepy as a clown. As Jerry <laughs> Lewis as a clown. Yeah, as Jerry Lewis as a clown. Now, is he a know. clown who talks, or is he a mime? Who, you know, I think he's a clown that talks. I think he's so like he's a like circus a, clown. Hey, 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 kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could see Shakes the Clown playing that part. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the the one thing, it's like, I feel that uh, this is the thing is, you see a movie like Inglorious Bastards, I think there's still room for creativity within the Holocaust genre. Uh-huh. Day the Clown Cried, creativity, I think something can be done. How many Holocaust-themed, like, porno movies have you ever seen? Schindler's Fist? Yeah. It's a good idea. There's a lot of porns with Nazis in them. Yeah, but Not I mean, they, they, what about like, you know, concentration camp Auschwitz? Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that might work. The Diary of Anne, I don't know. Spank? Spank. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All I'm saying is there's a lot of room for creativity within the Holocaust genre, and I think there's a, and the Inglorious Bastards kind of showed that to me. There's a lot that hasn't been done yet. Yeah. So people, I think you should go check it out, and maybe one day when Jerry Lewis is dead, and they pry the original video cassette of The Day the Clown Cried from his cold, hard fingers, Somebody needs to start we might working be able to enjoy his, Working on his kids right now, because we don't want the kids to be like, whoa, it was his last wish not to release this. Somebody has to start talking them up, like, you know, this could probably make a lot of money, cult classic... Dude, the kids have much muscular dystrophy. How hard would it be to convince them? Those aren't his real kids. You just get that Jerry's kids. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the bloodline. <laughs> the ones who are actually going to inherit. Yeah, the ones Day are the on the cry. will, yes. I don't know. I bet you it's going to be in his will. No one will ever see this movie. Right, but, you know, know, wills can be modified. Yeah, wills can be modified. Promises can be broken. It's true. It usually takes a lot of cash. Yeah. People, this is episode 189 here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, before I do a recap of last week's show, quick word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Uh, when's the last time you bought a porno movie? Well, actually, when's the last time you bought a porno movie? Bought a porno movie? A prawn. You went in and actually got a DVD porn. Never. You want to know why? Because it's embarrassing to walk into yeah. you know, that dirty porn store <laughs> and uh, you know, walk in with your licentious yeah. like, look in your face. Yeah. You have to put on rubber gloves before you go in. And a hoodie. And it, it's just in the, gla- the, the aviator yeah. shades, the mirror. Aviator, some it's, sweat on your upper lip. It's a lot of work. So all I'm saying is what you can do is you can go to a website like adamandeve.com and order your, your, a wealth of porno movies from yeah. the privacy of your own home. Right. 
And not only that, uh, you get 50% off any other item you might want. Because you don't just want a porno movie. You probably want a butt plug. Yeah. Or like a pussy sleeve to go along with it. A fleshlight. Yeah. I mean, you're not jacking off like a caveman, are you? Yeah. It's it's like get with the times, yo. (laughs) So when you select one item at 50% off, you also receive three free adult DVDs and a free extra gift so sensual that we can't even mention it here on the show. The mystery gift. It's unmentionable. <laughs> it's unmentionable. So there you go. 50% off whatever item, three free DVDs, a free central mystery gift, and free shipping if you use the word diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, for the offer code upon checkout. So just use diddle at adamandeve.com. Yeah, that took me a little while to get through that one. <laughs> well, it's important to get all the details It's properly. It's way easier to play Kendra doing her pre-recorded spot yeah, for that. Right. But, you know, it's, there's a lot of details, a lot of ground to be covered. Right. So recap of last week's show, episode 188. We did three listener stories, a troika of listener stories here. Listener A, I don't even remember his name, sent a story about a hot topic human torch. Yeah. A right. listener B sent a story about a double Viking murder that was, I think, a little more than a coincidence. And a listener C sent a story about a British man who did a do-it-yourself sex change. I, Gotta admire I assume the, he won. Uh, dude, you know, you got to admire the, uh, the uh, steadfastness of the Brits, you know? Stiff upper lip. They put their mind to something, and they get the job done. And yeah, listener C, the British do-it-yourself sex change came in first with 106 votes. Uh, the double Viking murder came in a close second with 81. And the hot topic, Human Torch, apparently didn't really impress people. Didn't really phase them. 38 votes. Well, this isn't third. So congratulations. I did find out, though, that underwear includes the bra. Does it? Yes. How did you, who, who did you find this out from? From the forum. They voted. Did you talk to the uh, bra inspector? Because that guy that's outside, he's not really a bra inspector. He's a homeless man. Uh, he told me it was also the underwear. <laughs> part of, part of the underwear. No, I saw the voting on the forum. Uh, you put up that vote saying, does underwear... Women's underwear. Women's underwear. Does that consist of a bra and panties? Or just, or just bra panties. or just panties? Right. And so what is it? It's, it's, it involves it's the whole the, thing. It's both. the whole thing? Yeah. Okay, encompasses bra and panties. Right. I stand corrected. Yeah. I stand corrected. Well, people, this is episode 189 of Sick and Wrong. I think by now you should know how the show works, but if you don't, let me explain it to you. <laughs> Wackily and I comb the internet. We comb thoroughly for the most disturbing news items of the week. Actually, we just get them sent to us by all you uh, loyal fans. I fucking fans. found this story No, this you know, week. I found my story this week, too. Uh, we present them here on the show. The audience votes. Uh, if it's miraculously wins, get a case of beer. If listener wins, you get a sick and wrong mystery gift so sensual that we can't even mention it here on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so people, submit your stories at sickandwrongpodcast.hotmail.com or directly right through the forum. So, Wackley, I don't know who started last week. So why don't you kick off episode 189 with uh, your story? Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, in testimony earlier this week, jurors heard and saw grisly evidence of the kidnapping, rape, and killing of Shannon Christian and Christopher Newsom in January 2007. Christian died with her eyes open. Newsom died with his covered. <laughs> A double, double homicide? Double homicide, double rape homicide. Double Ooh. kidnapping, rape homicide. Jesus, like a trifecta there, Waggerly. Yeah, the prosecutor says that Newsom was raped. Now, keep in mind, the guy, Christopher Newsom, was raped, 
lightly, uh, likely with an object. He, within hours, would have been killed, uh, this prosecutor lady says. Or, sorry, this is the chief medical examiner. Dr. Darinka Milusinik Polchan <laughs> from Tennessee. Um, she said, in addition to the rape, his ankles were bound with his own belt. His wrists were tied behind his back. He was gagged with his own socks. <laughs> which, Jesus. Which, that sounds horrible to me, because my socks are usually disgusting. Yeah, it's been a week since I've washed my socks. It doesn't even... T- it only takes a day. Even just at the end of the day when I take my shoes off, it's like hazardous material disposal unit. Could you imagine that being shoved in? Would you be like, okay, just stick a cock in my ass, I'm yeah. fine, just don't put that sock in my mouth. Right. He was also blindfolded, and a sweatshirt was placed over his head. Um, Very thorough. He was also shot multiple times, I guess, after they tied him up. The last shot was they put the gun up to the sweatshirt that was over his head and blew his brains out. So hold on one second. Newsom was just hanging out with his girlfriend's house. Yeah, he's watching, 23. Watching Shrek 3, probably smoking a bowl. Probably. Next thing you know, Bong hit. assailants barge into his, his private space and uh, do that to him. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say where Is they were motive? captured. Uh, I think they were probably. I think they were carjacked, actually. Actually, and uh, the the accused, Latalvis Cobbins, and Lamericus Davidson. Oh, wait, Latalvis and Lamericus. <laughs> yeah, I think they're blacks. Is Latalvis the black Elvis? Uh, no, it's not really spelled like that. <laughs> it might be Latalvi. Maybe it's a Creole name. Latalvis. Uh, and Lamericus, I just don't even know where that comes from. He's 28. Latalvis is 25, I think. Um, now, okay, we got through the guy, right? The girl, uh, Shannon Christian, who's 21, she was attacked over several hours and would have been alive from the time of her abduction on Saturday night through as late as Sunday night or even Monday morning. Uh it would appear that Christian was raped orally several hours before her death, which I never get that. Why did you just bite the guy's dick off? Yeah, that's what I understand. Is it gun to your head? If you're a rapist and you're gonna and and you if if you're being raped, you feel you're gonna die, right? Or if you're in prison and someone sticks a dick in your mouth, why wouldn't you just? I mean, what do you have to lose at that point? I don't know. There's some type of like I said, maybe a gun to your head, but still, I mean, at this point, she's been raped over three days. Would you want to survive that? No, no. Um. And she ended up dying anyway, so she missed her golden opportunity. Um, Cobbins, Latalvis Cobbins, has admitted to the oral rape, which pretty much seals the deal right there. Like, yeah, I orally raped her, but I didn't do any of that other shit. (laughs) So he's just like, I didn't know my buddy here was just some kind of crazy homosexual. But they say the oral rape happened in hours before her death, and they'd had her for three days. So, like, once you admit to that, you're like... So you're implicated in all that other shit. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't even think this is a sexual orientation issue. I think this is just a heinous crime issue. I think yeah. these people just wanted to just completely ravage these two individuals. Yeah. Lamericus is the alleged ringleader, and he's also linked to the rape somehow, probably by DNA semen evidence. Um, but I actually haven't even got to the best part of the story, quote-unquote best. Um, it gets better. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the, the parting shot here. The medical examiner also revealed Christian was not, as she said, merely raped. She was savaged. Showing a graphic photograph of Christian's genital region. This is the kind of court uh, jury I have to get on. <laughs> like, here's a giant blown up six foot by five foot picture of this battered vagina. Yeah, but you never get that. You only get called for insurance fraud. Yeah, well, you know? <laughs> this one, the jurors were shown this uh, a, a blown up graphic photograph of uh, Christian's genital region. 
While the doctor explained that Christian suffered uh, severe blunt trauma that caused so much blood to collect in her genital region, quote, I could scoop it out. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like God, a, dude. It's like a blood and just bruised membrane banana split down there. So black men really do have very large penises. Well, they think it's a foreign object. But maybe they're just red. Maybe they're just not, yeah. Maybe they're underestimating the power of the black cock. Yeah, no, I was about to say, it seems like uh, they it, it, it ravaged her insides. Yeah. The doctor could not say with, certain, with certainty what caused the blunt force trauma, black cock. Uh, she said it may well have involved... It's the size of your forearm, of she course. Said, well, listen to this. She said it may well have involved the kicking and punching of Christian's vaginal area. So they just, like, beat the shit out of her cunt. <laughs> and then she I don't died. see, like, to what aim. Like, I mean, was it... Were they widening the hole? You'd think you'd want it tighter. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, they were I probably don't... just done at that point. Oh, okay. So they're just yeah. like, you know, we're just going to kick her in the pussy. Oh, like 50 times. Yeah, okay. <laughs> The gruesome testimony Horrible. upset family and friends, but jurors showed little reaction. <laughs> Although one male juror visibly flinched at the rape injuries suffered by Chris, uh, uh, Christopher Newsom, <laughs> he didn't like the thought of being, uh, you know, raped by another man. And a female juror gasped when the first photograph of a hogtied uh, Christian, the woman, was shown. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised. Other than that, no reaction. Yeah, I'm surprised. I wonder how the defense attorney managed to fill the whole jury box with sociopaths. Well, it's like you were saying when you when you went through your juror or ordeal. Like they you ha- they have to end up picking the most duller, you know, the most dull people in the in the audience because they're just be like, the most. Do you have any opinion about this? People, no. yeah, Do you have any just... opinion about that? No. Do you ever read the news? No. Okay, you're in. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. It's... I mean, they like are fucking half retarded. I, I'm just surprised. Though. I mean, it's it's it, you know the trial that I was at was for uh, you know a drug possession, drug dealing. It's yeah. it's a far cry from genital mutilation. Yeah. So, so when they showed the photographs and the drug dealing thing, your like mouth started to water and you were drooling. That was your like, reaction. Sweet man, <laughs> good score, brother. You got another one. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, yeah, Wackerly, uh, five stars, sick and wrong star scale. It's there's no yeah. question. I mean, battered, kind of, battered pussy is what I'm going to call that one. Battered pussy would have to uh, do a five star, but uh, that's not even. That's it's a double rape, double homicide. Yeah. And I mean, kidnapping. They were, these people were held against their will for three days, too. You know, I've always thought it was like a fate worse than death would be to see your loved one, your girlfriend, your, your spouse raped in front of you while you're hogtied and completely impotent. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. You're helpless. Right. That would and, suck. Uh, but it sounds to me that they ended up uh, murdering the, uh, the, the man first. Yeah. He might have been murdered sort of the first day. But why point. did they need to rape him? Well... <laughs> why not? Why did any? Why did any of this need to happen? I'm thinking need uh, is a very uh, you know need to happen. That's a that's a loaded phrase. I'm thinking Leviticus and Latrellis <laughs> are going to do just fine in prison. They're going to fit in. They're going to walk in, and people are going to be like, "Hey, what's going on, man? You're one of us." Yeah, weeble wobble. Yeah, part, welcome the club. Part of the club now. <laughs> yeah, five stars for sure. They'll immediately get all the cool tattoos Dude, and signals. He's in the jail treehouse. He's got the jacket. He's got right. the, the stamps, the yeah. pins. Yeah, the, the beret. The rape experience. <laughs> totally. The attitude, the demeanor. Uh, so I don't know if my story exactly measures up to that, but it definitely comes close. All right. Let me hear it.
My story involves a Phoenix woman who admitted torturing, killing, and uh, dismembering a disabled man. Really? Yeah. A disabled man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the reason why my story actually might measure up to yours is because I actually have an audio clip. This woman was interviewed by a uh, TV reporter. Who, now, what who, is this fine woman's name? Uh, the TV reporter or the woman no, no, who the committed woman the murder? Who committed the... Angela Simpson. Really? 33 years old. Was uh, interviewed by Marissa Wingate, who's a uh, 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 local TV news reporter. Mm-hmm. It's funny, too, because you of hear... Of the highest quality, those local TV reporters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she's so she's, she's a top caliber there. But um, what's funny about it is you hear Marissa... The reporter asking her these questions, but with this kind of like caring tone to her voice. And then you got the bad cop. Uh huh. He's like, What gives you the right to kill? So we'll play that clip in just a second. So, in a jailhouse interview with um, a Phoenix woman, a Phoenix woman admitted killing a man confined to a motorized wheelchair after torturing him for days because he was a snitch. Snitches get stitches. Snitches get stitches. Uh, Snitches get dismembered in this case. Angela Simpson, 33, uh, told uh, Marissa Wingate from 3TV that she promised Terry Neely sex and drugs in order to get him to come to her North Phoenix apartment. Yeah. Well, who can turn that down? Yeah, it's difficult. Sex and drugs. Once inside the apartment, police say Simpson began beating Neely with a tire iron and a hammer. She also pulled out his teeth. And then strangled him with a television cable. <laughs> so he actually had to have the dental... I think the lamp cord is better, but... Yeah, but he had to have the dental work done while he was um, still conscious. Mm-hmm. She then said she tortured Neely for three days before he died. Neely sustained multiple blunt force head injuries. A three-inch nail had been driven or hammered into his brain. He was also stabbed approximately 50 times. His throat was sliced, and he was dismembered. Um, dismembered Simpson... of what? Dismembered. Of what? <laughs> he, Dismembered he was chopped of up. what? Uh, he was, well, he was chopped into pieces and placed in a trash can. Okay. Uh, but he was also, um, are you saying like dismembered of his Like did they take his, his arm dignity? off, his dick? No, nah, okay, no. Nah, they, they don't specify, but I imagine they, she dismembered enough appendages where she could fit him into a trash can. So, well, I, so I imagine this was legs. already dead. This wasn't part of the torture. No. Most likely. Yeah. But what's interesting is she borrowed a car and drove to a church and put him in a trash can in front of a church and then set that on fire. Hmm. Seems a little nutty. Yeah. Why so, a church? I don't know. I mean, maybe she was just kind of making... So um, his soul could arise to heaven? Oh, well, maybe she's making a statement. On the magic, saying, you know, magic escalator. Just go straight <laughs> to hell. So here, check out this clip. It's only about a minute long. But while you're listening to this clip, listen to the tone, the inflection of her voice. She's a complete and utter sociopath. The woman has no emotion. She's insensate. Sounds like it. What and did he snitch on, by the way? She won't say. She says it's irrelevant. Because oh, then she'd be snitching. Yeah. <laughs> she says that he snitched on a righteous person. I don't think that's actually in the clip, but that's what she claims. That he snitched on a righteous person, but she won't actually specify. But when asked, you know, straightforward why she killed him, she's like, I don't want my children or the people I consider family to be in a place where there are snitches. So here, check out the clip. What did you do to him? I killed him. How'd you do it? I beat him to death. For how long? How long did I beat him? 45 minutes. Hour. He was there for three days, right? Yes. What did you do during that time? Well, I, I killed him and cut him up. Was he alive during this? Well, he was alive when he got there. What gives and, you the right to kill somebody? 
what gives him the right to be an informant. Well, what gives you the right to beat someone to death? He shouldn't have done what he did. Did you pull out his teeth? Did you put a, a hammer into his head, put a nail in his brain? Yes. Was he alive during this? Some of it. Was he watching, looking at a mirror? Yes. Why'd you do that? Because I wanted him to see what he deserved. What did he snitch about? That's irrelevant. No, it's quite relevant. It's That's not. Why he killed him, yes, it? it is. So what did he snitch about? It's not something I want to talk about. Angela, do you feel guilty? Guilty? For ridding the world of a snitch? No, I don't feel guilty. Did you feel sad at all when he was crying in pain or anything like that? No. So apparently Neely lived in an assisted living home not far from her apartment and uh, often rode around in his motorized wheelchair through the neighborhood. Do you think maybe she's just nutty, like he didn't do anything? Like maybe she thought he was a sneech? <laughs> <laughs> you're, My you're children saying... ain't living around no sneeches. So wait, she didn't like the sneeches. She liked the nobody likes. Or then there's the star-bellied sneeches, and <laughs> she then there's no. a star belly. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good for the regular. I don't sneeches. like any of the sneeches. They can all go to hell, just like everybody in the Middle East. <laughs> Sunni, Shia, I don't give a fuck. But dude, how are the people in the Middle East comparable to a sneech? Um, Do they have stars on their bellies? They the, have blue hair. That story was an allegory. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. I'll tell you about it later. I'll explain it to you. No, I I understand where you're going with that. I just think that uh, racism always has to rear its ugly head on the show at the most inopportune moments. It does. Don't we have? To, aren't we obligated by the sponsor to do five racist comments? <laughs> Culturally yeah. insensitive comments. Let me put it that way. They sell more dildos that way. Right. So uh, Simpson here was already in jail when police finally caught up with her, and uh, she told the reporter that this isn't the first time she's killed. She says, quote-unquote, I believe informants and child molesters should be killed, period. If you think about it, she's kind of like Dexter. Uh-huh. Just not an attractive, uh, you know, young man. I haven't seen a picture of her. Uh, she's not very attractive. She's probably like, oh, she's 33 years old, mid-30s, kind of Perfect a... Perfect age. Well, kind of a portly uh, black woman. But, right. um, I, you know, I almost think they should do a show about her rather than Dexter. Where do you get Dexter. to the bar where she's unattractive? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you actually get. get well, wait, you'll see the picture we're going to post on the page. Right. But okay? this dude wanted some from her. He was down. I mean, but then again, he's also disabled. Sneeches will wheelchair. fuck anything. He's in a wheelchair, dude. Sneeches will fuck anything. Trust me. Yeah. Um, uh, when asked about whether or not she would kill again, she says, I don't feel guilty. And yeah, for ridding the world of a snitch, I'd do it again anytime. She says, There's something wrong with the world that we live in. But according to other people, they say there's something wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, they'd so, be right. Yeah, I think they might be right. So on the sick and wrong star scale, the fact that the guy had to live through three days of torture. Right. Well, nail life wasn't head, that great to begin with. Teeth being ripped Don't out. Don't forget that. I'm going to give this five stars. So will I. Five stars. move on. <laughs> I know. This is, uh, is, is going to be a close heated contest here between my story and yours. Hot heat. Hot Not heat. cold <laughs> heat. Not even mild heat. Hot heat. Sexy heat. Yeah, definitely. So uh, story number three here comes from Matt in the UK. He writes in, hey, knuckle children. I'm Don't quite sure what that, that means. means. <laughs> I, think, I think it's some kind of weird British salutation. I look forward to hearing my story. It's quite self-assured that Matt from the yes, UK. Yes, boastful. But uh, you know, as a matter of fact, we did end up doing his story. Um, Karn's man glued to toilet seat. You know, this is a prank that I've heard about, oft heard about, much like uh, throwing the cherry bombs in the toilets, which I've actually done before. 
Does it work? Does it blow water out of all the other toilets? Yeah, no, it just completely destroys the plumbing system nice. of the uh, of the bathroom. I've right. done that before with Oi, uh, vandalism. <laughs> right. Dude, when you're like twelve, I mean it's like it's it's a fun time. Right. Waterproof M eighty no concept of money. But you know, I never actually did the glue on a super glue or a strong epoxy on a toilet seat. Do you ever do that? No. Would you do that? Uh, I can't say I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we just ne- we never had any glue. See, I was the type of prankster that would talk other people into doing the dirty work. I would. Doesn't I matter. would suggest. I mean, at it, that point, it doesn't I would matter. Dumb break that we should do this. It doesn't matter. You all be involved, and if they, uh, you know, no, I would have been implicated. Grass you up, as they say in an Irvine Welsh book <laughs> in what? Scotland. You're still going to get in just as much fucking trouble. See, I recall back in uh, I think I was a sophomore, junior in high school. I was a stagehand at one of the uh, local high school plays that we put on. What? Wait, hang on. Hang <laughs> it! <laughs> what? You were in a I play? I wasn't acting in the play, okay? I was I was moving the set or whatever. It was for class. But uh, the... Unpopular <laughs> faggot! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it was uh, Howard the Rabbit. Did you ever see that? No. Howard the Duck I saw. <laughs> was Completely it different. Uh, actually, Howard the Duck is much better. <laughs> but anyway, um, there were some long periods where people would practice, and uh, me and like a couple of the other friends would smoke weed, and we'd just kind of hang out and wait uh-huh. to move the set around. Yeah, pull on and a so, rope once in a while. <laughs> you know, rub one out, circle <laughs> jerk, that kind of thing. So there was a girl uh, named Jackie who had a dog that was like an extra in one of the scenes. And so we, th- I don't know why, I thought it wow, was funny. Was an animal in this in this high school play. <laughs> Yeah, there's an animal that would come out on stage or whatever. So everyone was gone. It was just me and the two friends. We got really high, and we're sitting there. And I suggested it'd be funny to pour all all the uh, the white powder makeup or whatever. I forgot what kind of makeup it was. All over the dog and make it white because it'd be kind of funny. So someone poured Not white really. makeup. See, now that's funny, but okay. <laughs> it was funny, dude. If a you were there dog. and you were you know inebriated, you would have found it funny. Right. So this- maybe a green dog would be funny. But well, it was, there, they, there are white dogs. I mean, it wouldn't be the most hilarious thing to see a dog that was white. Well, the only powder that we had was white, so okay. they poured white all over this black this dog. It's kind of a lazy prank. Well, then I thought it was <laughs> funny if we taped it to, um, there's like a street lamp like prop that was in there. And I was like, we should just tape it to the lamp so when the girl comes back right. in from doing her scene, the first thing she's going to see is her dog covered in white powder taped to a street lamp. That's going to be hilarious. Uh-huh. Was and it? so they did it. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, it would have been hilarious if the girl didn't just start bawling and call her mom. Really? I mean, were you laughing before she came in? It seems like one of those things that you, it wouldn't really be that funny, but no, then you're obligated to sort of like over laugh at it, you know, because you've already gone through all this trouble. Yeah, you know what? It you're was like, ah, it's the funniest thing ever, but then you're looking around like, it's the not really that funny. The idea was funny. I just didn't think that they would carry it out. Mm-hmm. Your so minions. these two guys, yeah. Well, I didn't. I suggested. I just said it. I thought it would be funny. The so people they who are it. less popular than you <laughs> in the stagehand nerd crew. <laughs> well, no. You know, I mean, I, I just that looked up to you as the leader. I would say the people that were slightly less intelligent. Okay. <laughs> that were willing to take my orders. Not that I ordered them to do it. I just merely suggested that they should do it. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. The girl was really upset, and her mother just uh, excoriated us. We ended up getting yeah. suspended for the whole act. Yeah, you'd be expelled nowadays. They, oh, they, dude, they, I even imagine you know, what like, they would do. Uh, you know, psychiatric uh, counseling and for years. Oh, who knows? I mean, it would have been akin to bl- trying to blow up the school by right. taping a dog to a lamp. Yeah. But anyway, I you know, there's a fine line between how far you go with pranking. And I think <laughs> I'm willing to suggest tying up and powdering a dog, but pouring glue on a toilet seat, mm. that's a 
above and beyond the boundaries of good taste. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> okay, well, mean pranksters. Yeah, and you, don't, you don't know who's going to sit there, right? It could be, you know, the Pope. <laughs> it, it could, could be, be using the public toilet in the mall. You know, it could have been Senator Ted Kennedy. It that could have caused his death. <laughs> could be, um, what's Crocodile Dundee's name? <laughs> Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan. Could be Sir Ian McKellen, for Christ's sake. <laughs> And he and uh, he's usually on his knees in the bathroom. Oh yeah, public restroom. It could have been Larry Craig. (laughs) (laughs) And it went, dude. I mean, he would just been tapping, but unable to get up. Yeah, yeah. it would have been horrible. So, um, mean pranksters. This happened in uh, in Australia here in Queensland. A mean prankster glued an elderly man's bottom to a toilet seat in the public loo at Carnes Central, forcing him to sit tight during a highly embarrassing rescue. Mm -hmm. Embarrassing is an understatement. 70-year-old Carnes man was stuck so fast he had to be taken from the men's toilets with the unwelcome fixture still attached now, to his posterior. To, did he have a chance to wipe his ass? <laughs> you can't really. Yeah, but you could go under, you know, in front the of front? the balls. Yeah, which, That's awkward. Back to front. That's awkward and unsanitary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, I imagine with the, you could probably still wipe with the toilet seat affixed to your ass. Uh, so he had the unwelcome I'm fixture. I'm not so sure about that. I've, it's never happened to me, but I assume that you probably could. Once they removed the toilet seat from the toilet bowl, you obviously can. But yeah, while that's what I'm saying. No, but I'm saying while you're stuck there, before the cops come, you're sit- you could be sitting there for an hour with a filthy ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the guy had the unwelcome fixture still attached in full view of a gathering crowd of curious shoppers. This is about 1030 in the morning. He was taken by ambulance to the hospital where uh, it is understood that they use industrial strength solvents. To dissolve the glue. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the interesting part of this is that it was the second case of a strong, fast-acting glue being smeared on a seat in the same men's room that day. <laughs> so, the, I mean, the, these, these pranksters were so effective that they managed to get two people in one day. Yeah. Which I imagine wouldn't be they that difficult. Them yet. Well, um, in the earlier incident, the man had been able to get up before the glue set. He just ripped off a little bit of skin. Uh-huh. What if your balls accidentally hit the seat? <laughs> that would suck. Well, I mean, could you imagine, though, at, at what point when you're sitting there and uh, you suddenly realize you can't sit, stand up from the toilet seat? You're right. stuck yeah. on the toilet seat. I usually inspect the seat pretty well before I put my ass on it. So I don't know how you wouldn't see this glue. Yeah, but wackily, uh, you would have been, I mean, you, you would have been glued to the seat. You don't build a nest. I build a nest in a public toilet seat. Right. So if you're in a if you're but in a I mall, look at the seat. Yeah, but if you're in a mall, do you just kind of look in the seat to see if there's like cum, uh, yes. like semen surrounding no, it? No, a straight turd, dude. <laughs> so you look for turd specks, pretty much, or anything foreign matter. Pubic hair. If yeah. You, if there's a pubic hair, no, on the, an errant pubic hair, you're not gonna just walk it. away. Yeah. <laughs> Hold it in. I, you know, but it, but so you wouldn't build a build a nest though, even in a public restroom. The whole the whole question is about a public restroom. Do you build a nest at home? No, but I'm you saying don't have nesting I'd, materials. I wouldn't build. It, I'd be less likely to build a nest at work than I would to be at the bus stop. That's all I'm saying. Well, see, I just wouldn't shit at the bus stop. So maybe I'm giving people the wrong impression when I'm saying I don't build a nest. I'm talking about at work. Oh, okay. So you're just saying at I'm work. I'm not shitting in nest. the fucking Greyhound station. But I'm if sorry. you had to, if it was an emergency, you I would hover. About, I would you, hover. <laughs> you would hover. Yeah. And so I guess if you were to do that, then you would have been glued to the I'd toilet seat. I'd be safe seat. from the, yeah. I, even the mall, I'm not taking a shit in the mall. You know, I wouldn't unless I had to, but yeah. I'll I think, shit in, I've shit in an airport. 
But even then, I find the the bathroom that's like the furthest away from any like busy gate that they probably wash every day, but nobody even uses it. In airports, depending on the airport, I mean, right? Like SFO tends to have clean bathrooms, right? But still, there's a lot of asses that touch those seats on a daily basis. I go, f- I go find the out of the way bathroom that people even, don't even know about, the mystery restroom, <laughs> the one where you can do your your the correct my, tapping sequence. Yes, and, it's my uh, secret power is finding that mystery restroom. That's a good idea, you know. And I think you can't tap in the most public public of restaurants. Well, people can't hear. There's other people tapping, and it gets all confused. <laughs> the Morse code so, gets garbled. There you go, people. I think the best thing to do when you go to a public restroom is to hover. Don't even bother building a nest. Just hover. Right. Do your business, and you won't get glued to the toilet seat. So this elderly man was rather distressed about the whole thing. Uh, this sort of thing would be bad enough to go through if you're a young person. Mm-hmm. But for a person of his age, 70 years old, it must have been particularly humili- humiliating. Which I wonder, what would be more humiliating? If you're 17, you're at the mall, you sit on a toilet, you're stuck to the toilet, and you have to get, you know, you have to get carried outside in front off? of all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying you had to get carried outside in front of, you know, the girl you have a crush on in seventh grade. Yeah. You know, all your friends through the mall with a, a toilet seat affixed to your ass while the bullies just sit there and laugh. Wah, or if you're wah. a seventy year old man. Well, but old shit people shit yourself on a regular basis. Yeah, old people care about their dignity a lot more than young people. This guy probably was But a- yeah, I would I would I would never have this problem because I'm gonna have depends on. Adult undergarments. Well, but I'll just shit right in those. This guy might have been a decorated war veteran though. Maybe prided himself on his um shitting in a bowl his, instead his of colon in his pants. Right in his pants. Yeah, exactly. But didn't they his all continents. didn't they all shit themselves in the trenches back then? Wasn't that just kinda how you did it? Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. So you probably should have been used to it. Yeah. Uh, Superintendent Carter here says, I think it's probably a prank, but it's a pretty sick sort of joke. The humiliation of sitting on a toilet while emergency services are working around trying to free you. I just feel for this man. Think about it, though, Wacker. Let's say uh, you didn't hover and you did sit on a seat and you were glued to the toilet chair. Like if I was drunk. You're glued to the toilet seat. You're drunk, you know. Would you chat with the emergency workers trying to free you? Or would you just hang your head and just kind of cry? I would chat. Just Let a like, couple farts go. <laughs> Sorry. Would you? So this sucks. But here's my thing: when you're like waiting for the emergency services to get there, this old guy probably doesn't even have a cell phone. Who no, knows? He, he was, probably just yelling out fuck, over the door, "Help me! I'm stuck to the ball." <laughs> Shopping <laughs> center. And sec- some kids are just like <laughs> run away. Shopping Would center you jerk security. One off, uh, found question. him. If I was just waiting for an hour, yeah, like an hour. <laughs> You know, I don't know if I'd if I would feel you know all that horny while being glued to a a, a public restroom for the first fifteen seat. minutes, but then like you know minutes sixteen through thirty, sixteen your pants through are already off. They're off. You're sitting there. You have absolutely fuck all to do. You know that's why you need an iPhone with porno. Yeah, because think about it. If you had an iPhone with porn, you could just pull it out, jerk off to some porn. Yeah. Wait for emergency personnel to arrive and free you from your confines. I just keep a folded up centerfold from like a 1982 Playboy in my wallet at all times. It's all dog-eared and creased and almost falling apart. In case and of the emergency, giant please bush. I love it. So on the sick and wrong star scale, think about the peril that this man was in. I mean, it's, it's horrible, the anguish. You're sitting there trapped on a, a, a porcelain... Your porcelain throne, you're trapped. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. You're porcelain prison. Right. It's become the porcelain sacrificial altar. 
No your one ass is glued to it. Would you try to like pull yourself off even if it was going to rip some skin to avoid the embarrassment? Probably. Or would you panic? Just, it or, wouldn't be avoid, to avoid the embarrassment. It's because you would get into a panic. And then I would hunt those kids down. I would hunt those kids down. It'd be and, like I know what you did last summer, except you just have a bloody ass. <laughs> well, because I know walker. what you did last summer to my ass. <laughs> Dude, I would you like instead of a hook, you'd carry around a seat? <laughs> you would like put around their necks and hang them with the toilet seat. I would. Like, it's a good yeah, move, yeah. You know what I would probably? That's a good idea. Good treatment. Actually. It's called a treatment. A treatment. <laughs> Dude, we we have so many. It's like we got the Auschwitz porn theme movies. I think I'm gonna make a shirt beans. that says "Sneeches Get Stitches" with a picture of a sneech <laughs> with its eyes xed out. You know. And some stitches on its belly. Yeah, but people will... That's going to go viral. People will accuse you of hating uh, Arabs. They don't know that the Sneetches are Arabs. That's my secret <laughs> knowledge. So on the second wrong star scale, what are you giving this story? I'm going to give it a four. Four and a half. A four and a half? Just yeah. because uh, you, you, it's inspired you have real this great, pathos this for this guy? This great movie, yeah. It's inspired this great movie. Yeah, you know, to that end. <laughs> uh, people, we invite you to decide who won episode 189. Go vote com. Uh, wackily, we're nearing the end of the show, Thank and uh, we have a few phone calls to get through and a few uh, emails to the Sickerong Podcast at Hotmail.com address. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Hot. Mm-hmm. Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh no, when you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs. Three. For a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual, we can't even mention it on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type DIDDLE for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code DIDDLE at adamandeve.com. So there you go. Go to adamandeve.com, 50% off any item, um, free shipping, free extra gift, and three free DVDs. And all you got to do is type in the word DIDDLE when you're checking out. Nice. What a bargain. What they bargain for me? So actually, we got a number of calls to stick around hotline. Asian cheapskate character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're cheap. You know what the thing is? I, I was thinking about this the other day because I was in Chinatown, and uh, I noticed like Asian people can be extremely cheap, but yeah. Asian people are cheap out of necessity, whereas Jewish people are cheap out of greed. Have you noticed uh, that they have money? Yeah. And I, it's, I feel like Chinese people take pride in ripping off the round aisles. So. Yeah, but they, but I mean, look at—they live in like a box with fluorescent lighting, and it's like there's ten of them in the same one, you know, studio apartment. Yeah. Whereas Jews but live in Pacific paying, Heights. You're paying for that that place that they live in. Yeah, but I mean, they, they're but, all on like public assistance. I just feel that Jews are Jews are are cheap out of greed. Yeah. Well, how do you get that rich? You have to be cheap. Exactly. I should take I should take note of that. <laughs> so uh, we we got a number of phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Why not play call number one? Hey, good day. Me and Lance. This is Gaza calling from uh, Sydney, Australia. Anyway, I was calling about your last show you put on, and uh, he was talking about having a squirrel up his butt 
Well, I, uh, I suffer from the same afflictions, but down here in Australia, we don't have squirrels, but we have wombats. Some old lady calls it having a wombat up your butt. Well, uh, oh crap, my, my ride's just here. I'll call you back later. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I wonder, where's this man going? I don't know. To the local tavern to drink a Foster's, I bet. I'm sure he's already had, like, six or eight. I actually had a Foster's this week. How was it? Foster's. <laughs> Did it make you think of Australians? Yeah. Did it make you think, what the fuck is a wombat? Especially when I had that big can up my bum. <laughs> <laughs> what What is a wombat, though? I love how Australians... I bet you a wombat looks a lot like, you know... Uh, Squirrel. <laughs> no, I bet you a wombat looks like a squirrel or something, but yet they have to call it a wombat over right. there. Well, it's a marsupial, though. Is it? Yeah, I mean, aren't all their animals marsupials? Yeah, every single one. I know. So it's like, I think they just get a new animal, and then they like cut it a little slit in its stomach. And like, it's a marsupial, right? <laughs> That's a kangaroo, and that yeah. one we're going to call a wombat, and that one's a wallaby. These goldfish, marsupials. <laughs> it's because they're so Live drunk. Beth. They're so drunk on Fosters, and they have large knives. Right. That's, that's nice. what it is. Well, it's good to know that uh, ass hair in Australia is called the wombat. Yeah, and it's good to know the problem is universal. Yeah, no, it, it makes me feel, um, you know, I don't feel as, I, don't, I feel more accepted now that I know it's an international phenomenon. Still nobody can tell us how to properly shave your butt crack, though. Yeah, no one's actually called in and told us, uh, given us detailed instructions on how to do that. Can't you just spray some of that Nair shit down there and let it some, do its work? You know, someone actually did email us a story about why you shouldn't use Nair down there. It <laughs> okay. like, does something like it. it I was going to let you try it It irritates first. your colon or something. I, I don't know. So, yeah. People, if you've shaved your... Or guys, if you've shaved your ass out there before, or girls, if you've shaved your boyfriend's ass, why not call the Sick Wrong Hotline and give us some instructions? Yeah, tell us all about it. I can't wait. What's well, uh, call number two? What's up, D? How is it, man? Uh... Limey English child in uh, Santa Cruz. How are you, man? Uh, just finished work, drinking a beer, smoking a joint. Um, yeah, I'm calling, man, because you two were talking about cannibals and stuff and the Dharma party and, and all, that, episodes, all that fucking mayhem. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, when I was in New Zealand, I, like, befriended a guy. I was staying in Wellington, befriended a guy, and he, you know, we were talking about cannibalism and stuff. He's like, oh, it's a choice. You should come back and meet my meet my great grandmother, man. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then I wait to go back, and she's this old, old lady. I mean, she's this guy's great grandmother. This guy must have been like, he was older than me. I was like 22, 23 at the time. He must have been like 28, 29. This is his great grandmother. Her boobs were probably like on her toes. Because <laughs> no. those natives don't ever wear brassiers. <laughs> so, wait, did he say that she's like a Maori or something? Yeah. She's a native yeah. in a New native. Zealand? Yeah. I thought all New Zealand women, their tits just kind of hang like that. Do they wear brassiers over there? Um, I've never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, most of the New Zealand women that I've seen, like, I've seen. Even those hobbits were pretty hot. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> Lord of the Rings a couple times. They're not wearing brassiers. Right. No. <laughs> Wasn't uh, Liv Tyler in that movie? She's American, though. Is she's American? Well, is she American? Yeah, yeah, she's American. I, her face to me looks like she has Down syndrome half the time. You think so? Yeah, she's very strange looking, like a Down. You want to know why? Because look at her father. Right. Yeah. What can yeah. you expect? But is her, her mom was a supermodel? You'd think it would even out. Yeah, but imagine like I don't know, dude. Think of like his sperm. 
Like uh, Steven Tyler's sperm. Yeah, it's toxic stuff. It's got to. They got to be crooked. The tails are at least crooked. Some of them don't even have skewed. tails. Yeah. They just sort of <laughs> vibrate around. Yeah, I don't even know. It's like they're cross-eyed two tails, and two, two, two tails. tails. Yeah, it's just like they're not. They're not right. That sperm. That sperm ain't right. And plus, he probably made love with her mom in an elevator. So the up and down motion. <laughs> All right, I'm giving this up. <laughs> yeah. She's like big old lady. Must have been like 240 pounds. Sat in this chair, she's got this big stick, she's got like the Moku tattoo on her face. And we're talking to her, and we, you know, we're like obviously not like hitting the subject instantly, but like reaching around it. And then we kind of get to it, and she just like starts jabbing me in the chest with this big finger. And she's all like, You English boy, she's like, You used to be a running white pork boy. And she's like, Running white pork, you were Pakiha. And, uh, yeah, she ended up going on and telling us about it. Like, she obviously, she was a, a, a fairly young girl when they were still doing it. But she, you know, she had eaten, eaten, uh, I'm not sure, I think some English boy, or some English boys on ships and stuff or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it was a funny story, man. She was, uh, she was a very interesting lady, very cool. And, uh, yeah, apparently we taste like pork, not chicken, is, is the, uh, the general consensus. Anyway, my friend, keep it, oh, yeah, I'm a fucking chef, too, so you can add me to that fucking blue-collar list of yours. Uh, but yeah, keep it fucking sick and wrong. I love it, man. Still working through the backlog. So you, do, you two do do a great job. Cheers, fellas. Bye. Are uh, chefs necessarily blue-collar? Yeah, I was going to ask the same question. Yeah, because I mean... I mean, if you're on like the Food Network, you have your own show, that's pretty white-collar, right? Or you look at like Thomas Keller. I mean, yeah. I guess when you start out... I guess it, I think it depends if you're the head chef. I think it depends on where you work. Chef, if you're an executive yeah. chef, you're not blue-collar, but if you're a line cook. But I don't know, even the executive chef, he's in there doing stuff with his hands. Just because he's rich doesn't mean you're not blue collar. Yeah, no, I guess you're, I guess you're right. I mean, so what are you saying? It's if know. you do something with your hands. I think that's the technical definition. Oh, okay, then that would be right. uh, blue collar. Or if you're like us and you push keyboard keys all day. And, uh, yeah. And Control-Alt-Shift-V. Right-click. <laughs> Right-click. <to> right click. <laughs> Right click your mouse. <laughs> yeah, that's I can't I believe you don't know the keyboard shortcuts. <laughs> Control C. Control B. I, all I actually do all day is I yell at the um, the outsource groups we have in India. <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with you? You bring they come down, down, the down there and rip your heart out. You bring like the Hebrew, Ram. You bring the Hebrew hammer down. On <laughs> so yeah, so I, I guess that's interesting. He was hanging out with his Maori friend. His Maori friend said, "Great grandma, I want to introduce you to my great grandma who eats Englishmen." And he Eight. went over to his house, her house. Dude, this almost sounds like a Peter Jackson movie. I know, I know, Could I'm, not I'm end surprised, well, but I guess it did end well. So what do I know? No, he's lucky. But it is interesting to me that Englishmen taste like pork. Mm -hmm. Well, know? I think he was talking about all white people. <laughs> oh, he was just saying. Well, I thought he was saying Englishmen. Yeah, no, all white people. God, I'm, I'm, I'm she called him English pork boy, but I think she meant white. I, I figured they'd taste more like bangers and mash or something. I don't know. The banger, not, not so much the mash. <laughs> Pickled yams. Well, thank you. That was an interesting story. It's good to know that uh, there are still cannibals thriving in uh, in New Zealand. Former cannibals. Former cannibals. Well, who knows? I bet you've given the opportunity to eat in this kid. Right, but you know. Oh. So we have one more call. Uh, call number three. Hey, 
at bowls, and then the chick lights him, and he goes on fire. That kind of reminded me of a story from a few years back. I was at a bar in uh, in uh, NYC, in Manhattan, hanging out late. You know, and it's places packed with a dance floor there, and I'm drunk with my friends, having a good time. And I started playing a prank where, like, I'm stand, I, I I pull my I pull my cock out, you know, pull it out, get a little coke, but it's not hard, but just out, you know, a little extended. And uh, and I just started having a conversation with one of my friends. He's like, yeah, cool, place is great. I'm like, yeah, isn't it great? Hey, what's that? You look down. He's like, oh, come on, dude. So I. So he likes to show friends his boner. <laughs> hey guys. He says it's not a boner. Okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> he likes to show friends his flaccid. So he's got chubs for his friends. Well, he's just showing the chubs. It I might got be for chubs for else. you. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has chubs for. Or he's showing his friends his chubs. I think that's. I have to admit, I've done this once, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> but it wasn't in a club. It was like you know, yeah, but a hungover day with like five friends around. Yeah, but I thought your dad made you do it. No, my dad wasn't there. Neither was my mom. <laughs> you were there. Wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I remember. Ring yeah. the doorbell. Yeah, I poked my cock out the door as somebody was about to come up and ring the doorbell. So, like, they accidentally sort of went for my cock. Luckily, they saw As it. if it was a doorbell. Right. Yeah. And then you said, if, if I remember correctly, ring the doorbell. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. But I, well, I wanted to warn them so they didn't really, like try and push my penis into my body like it was a doorbell. Yeah, that was kind of gay. Yeah. Definitely. It was funny, though. <laughs> but it wasn't at a club, packed club. I never go to clubs anymore. And also, I mean, it was just like a, you know, one singular incident. It wasn't like for, what, help two hours? <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like Dead Sexy had his cock out of his pants for like, you know, a long period of time. Dead Sexy doesn't know when to quit. He likes to beat the dead horse, but let's hear the yeah. F. So I just started doing that all night to all my friends and shit. All and night. after a while, I just started getting a little, uh, little saucy. So I just started, I pulled it out and I didn't put it back in. And I pretty much went like a good 40 minutes with my cock out. And then I was just dancing up on girls. Like they didn't see it because it's a little dark. So they don't, they can't see that my dick's out. But I'm like getting behind guys and, and like swinging my cock and hitting them in the ass, you know. And I'm like, yes, man. While like one guy is grinding up a girl on a girl. I'm behind him like, yes, smacking him in the ass. So I'm just... You know, he's not going to think twice. No, I doubt it's impulsive. it. Yeah, as soon as the alcohol starts flowing. You know, I wouldn't thank your lucky stars for a girl not pouring Sambuca on your junk and setting it on fire. I would thank, be thankful that you didn't get your ass beat by some, like, you know, Goomba that's out there. You know? You got some. No, he's in. He's in. Is that uh, a slur? Is that the fifth slur? No, he's of the in New day? York. It's like, dude. I imagine most of the clubs there are populated by Guidos. Right. And so it's like he's behind a Guido with his cock out while this guy's trying to dance with a girl. Right. I'm surprised Dead he didn't get a, a six-man beatdown. Ted Sexy's a personal trainer, and he has all his friends there. Maybe okay. Maybe a fair fight. I mean, maybe Dead Sexy's a big guy, and I haven't seen a picture of him. Maybe he's a big guy. <laughs> I don't I, know. But I. Uh, but no. Still though, I, I would be more thankful that. Uh, I think the odds are chances of a six-man beatdown a little higher than Sambuca poured on your crotch. Yeah, roids shrink your dick too. So yeah, so I just thought I'd say that. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> not on them. So it's kind of funny that uh, that uh, dead sexy takes so much delight in sexual assault. Of That's men. always nice. <laughs> men and women. He's yeah. in, he's indiscriminate yeah. in, in One who of these he assaults. Days is going to backfire on him. Yeah, I, I imagine. I'm surprised. I wonder what the bouncers say. Like. 
Dude, he comes in here every fucking weekend <laughs> with his cock hanging out of his pants. He'll start calling from prison. <laughs> hey, hey, so I was talking to my cellmate's cock the other day and uh, <laughs> I wrenched around his balls and gave him a little tickle. That's great. I was behind the warning with my cock out. I was rubbing my balls on his buttocks. But you know, he's the classic guy that's like, I wasn't doing anything. I was just fucking around. It was a joke. It was a joke, you know? I mean, yeah. You call into a podcast about it. <laughs> you know, she was passed out. I was just putting my balls on her forehead. That's Dude, not sexual take assault. Taking Polaroids. Taking Polaroids. People are laughing. Facebook is for Facebook. You know what? Actually, dead sexy, it's sexual assault. <laughs> and uh, if you put your flaccid member anywhere near my person, I think I'd have to punch you in the face. What if it's That goes heart- for you, too, Ackerman. What if it's his hard member? Does that change the equation? <laughs> Flaccid, hard member, whatever, member. Chubbs, midway. <laughs> Chubbs, okay. <laughs> He's got Chubbs for me, that's fine. Yeah, that if is he... the most acceptable way to present your cock. Because well, I mean... flaccid looks bad, hard looks ridiculous. But Chubbs, Chubbs is the best. Chubbs soft yet hard for you. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, it's the best way. Yeah, it mean, you know what it means? It's basically giving, it's like me giving you a Hallmark card. It's right. saying, you know, Wackily, you're, I love a good, your you're a good guy. <laughs> no, you're a good guy. Yeah. I'm soft yet hard for you. Right. <laughs> it's appropriate for men to do that. So thank you for calling the Sick and Wrong Hotline, Dead Sexy. Always great to hear from you. I was wondering what's happened to that guy. I don't think we heard from him last time since he shat himself at the 24-hour fitness where he works. He posted a picture of him sort of like deep-throating some pool toy. <laughs> on the I don't know what that I, was I about see, either. I did, I did see that one. I, I wish I would have. So people call the Sticker Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. We've got a couple of emails to get through here. Uh, people can send an email to SickerWrongPodcast at Hotmail.com. we got one from uh, Maestro Jason from Georgia. Oh, Maestro. Maestro. He now, writes, is that blue collar or is that white collar being a uh, symphony conductor? <laughs> He's not a symphony conductor. He just calls himself Maestro. Are you sure? Yeah, let me read this. Uh, To the best podcast on the net. You guys recently talked about listeners from numerous occupations that listen to your show, but I don't think I heard mine. Teaching. Go ahead and add a teacher from the Bible Belt to your list of listeners. Of course, I can't quite share the fun with my second graders, but maybe one day they'll grow up and enjoy shows like yours. Is it a little creepy to have a male second grade teacher? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since I've been to an elementary school. Well, I'm not allowed within 50 feet. Really. But no, it's like all my teachers in second grade, I think, were female. And they're older. Well, how many second grade teachers did you have? I had one. Probably like, I think three. Is there three? You have a homeroom teacher. You have your two other ones. No, in second grade, you just, just have one? One, one teacher. One class. Yeah, I guess it was they a long time ago. They don't complicate it with you. You don't have a locker or any of that shit. It was many years ago. But I'm just saying, isn't it a little weird now that they have like men Teaching second grade? I think I had a man teacher in fourth grade. That was the first one. You know, are you talking about your below troop? <laughs> <laughs> one, no, I'm not. One quick stick and wrong story for you. While sitting around the teacher's lounge last week, we had a very wholesome, extremely conservative teacher tell us a story from her sermon at church the previous Sunday. She goes on to ask for donations from teachers because her preacher man asked his congregation for money and prayers for one of their members. Supposedly, this lady stomped her car to keep a few people from disposing of a litter of kittens on the side of the road. The people weren't throwing the kittens into a river in a burlap sack. They were throwing them into oncoming traffic. (laughs) That's fun. 
The considerate citizen got out of her car, tried to retrieve the kittens and stop the assholes. Unfortunately, as she was trying to stop this activity, she was struck by a car. She's been in a coma ever since. A little fucked up, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Did Lawyer- he give her money? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think your church donations are going to get her out of that coma. Fuck your church, bitch. <laughs> but, keep, but keep on trying. I'm telling this story into a fucking podcast, though. Shit. You know, you know Later. What- <laughs> You know what? Um, you know, obviously, um, I, I feel for the kittens that were being thrown into traffic. But would you have stopped your car and went and picked up kittens on a freeway? I would have beat the dude's ass. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't probably have picked up the kittens. I mean, kittens are fast; they can run away from a car. But would you have actually pulled over and beat the shit out of the person throwing yeah, the kittens in the traffic? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I I don't even think I would have done that. I think I probably would have like just continued driving. Actually, I guess I would have probably pulled over, pulled out my camera. That's YouTube material. What are you talking about? Yeah, but then you're gonna get arrested. Yeah, and they'd probably think I was like SPCA. Uh, I was taking part with them. So, uh, Maestro Jason, uh, thank you for sending that in. I'd like to know why you call yourself Maestro. <laughs> it's, it's a little devious. He's isn't the Maestro it? of the Chub. <laughs> of the Chub. Yeah. <laughs> That's the word of the day here. The word of the the word learned from episode one eighty nine is sick and wrong. Chub. But what am I? Chub's liver from last week. <laughs> this is Barney Frank. I'm not leaving. There you go, second grade. I'm graders. still in the studio. <laughs> Wackerly's got chubs for you. Oh, uh, we got another email from Nick. He says, Hey Dean Lance, I've got a great website for you. That's fuck.com. It's spelled P-H-U-C-K-E-D. Mm. So that's P-H-U-C-K-E-D dot com. I checked it out. There's some just gnarly pictures on now, the site. Now, would this be not safe for work? <laughs> I don't think this is even safe for home viewing. It's like, okay. it's just one of those websites. If you want to have nightmares, if you if you want to, if you want to see something you'll never unsee. Yeah. Go like, to that's Like Chris Hansen knocking at your door. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they put some shit on there that you'd never want to see. I recommend the picture section. Look for the grandma. Love your show, Nick. Hmm. Thanks, Nick, for that. You ruined my lunch today. Uh, then we got finally an email here from Sergi. <clears throat> he writes in, hey, guys, my name is Sergi. I'm from Naperville, Illinois. I want to start by saying I love your show. I've been listening since episode 20 and have not missed a single episode since. Wow. Now, there's a devoted fan. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that kid needs some counseling. You might remember me from reading a couple of my stories a while back. Wrote you guys about the Russian serial killer that hid heads in random places in town. Ended up in a bucket of beer that people drank out of. I got a package from you guys for that one. Anyway, that was back when we used to give out the good gifts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like now you get a couple stickers, maybe one of Lance's pubes because he can't spare any more. Half of one. Anyway, I'm writing to, to ask you guys for a favor. I recently started a website to have something to fill up my time called YouTubelinks.com. It's basically a site with categorized and handpicked videos embedded from YouTube. Okay. So for, you're not, for their comedic content, or we don't know yet? Uh, you know, it's like if you're too lazy to look through YouTube. It's you not lazy. To There's this, too much shit on YouTube. There is too much shit on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's hard it. to go through and figure out something that's cool to watch. But how often do you ever just kind of troll YouTube, just browse through it? I don't browse it. I usually, the only time I go to YouTube is if someone sends me a link and I, just, I see something specific. Or if I do a search. Yeah. 
I don't well, just yeah, kind of go for, and... No, I don't just... So when you say troll through YouTube, you're talking about just not even searching? Just the Dude, first people, shit that comes up on your screen? Go to people that? People go to YouTube and just troll through, like, the random videos. Just No, I don't do that. I search for stuff. Thanks. <laughs> he says... How much time do you think I have on my hands? <laughs> too much. Yeah. You've done 189 a lot episodes of, jacking of Sick and to Wrong. Do. 189 episodes of Sick and Wrong, Wackerly. That's true. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited about my site, but I wish I had more traffic. So I wanted to ask you if you could possibly mention YouTube links on your show. So there you go, Sergi. All one word. YouTubelinks.com. <laughs> go check it out. See some YouTube. Although, you know what? I think you're trying to, uh, you're barking up the wrong tree here. Our audience doesn't look at anything unless there's nudity. And I don't think they have nudity on YouTube, do they? Sometimes you can catch a little bit before the YouTube crowd no takes it down. Side tit. Yeah, and then they'll remove it. So, well, you know, people, maybe when you're at work and you're not perusing porn, <laughs> you take a look at YouTubeLinks.com. A lot of teenage girls, like, do uh, not naked but provocative dancing in their bedroom and then upload it to the internet, which I'm sure their fathers don't Is that child about. porn? I don't know. I think I asked you this at one point. Yeah. And, you know, but I mean, looking at a girl, like a 13-year-old girl in the bikini. Was, I said teenage, not tween. Okay. Look at, I'm but, talking about... Th- 18-year-old girls end up wink, Well, that, that, that's wink. legal. That's a legal <laughs> wank. I'm, I'm saying... But what if I'm not at, exactly sure that she's 18? Okay, a 15-year-old girl in, like, you know, a uh, My Little Pony bikini, <laughs> and you get a boner from it. If would I you, jack would you to feel it, remorse? does that make it porn? I think so. <laughs> okay. I think so. Right. I think that's the official law. Thanks for a great show. I can never get enough of it, Sergi. So there you go, people. YouTubelinks.com. Go get your YouTube fill. Uh, people, if you haven't already, there's a lot going on right now in the Sick and Wrong Forum. There's a lot of action. It's like 3,000 members somewhat around that area. Um, I'm, a, I'm a frequent poster. I don't even know the last time Wackerly posted. I think people... I post all the time, every day. Do people were upset, though, because there's a dearth of Wackerly postings. Fuck them. I, don't care. <laughs> I mean, I don't always post a lot, but almost every day I post something. Yeah. At, I, at least let me put, every week I make some posts. See, but you, that you have, might not like the content of my posts, but fuck you. Yeah, but you have like well thought out, you know, uh, meaningful posts, whereas right. I just post vapid shit that I find from some other site. One other site. <laughs> <laughs> no, I go to multiple <laughs> ones now. But uh, yeah, I just if I find some nasty I've porn, I've seen all the shit you post somewhere else. But I guess we go to the same sites as well. Yeah, but I, I usually if I see some nasty porn, I'll repost on the Sick and Wrong forum. But then again, so do a lot of other people. So you see the same things on every blog and that's every forum. That's true. That's true. But anyway, you're not going to see this anywhere else. Did you see my Gothopotamus pics? Yeah, I did. What'd you think? <laughs> uh, I'm going to remain. Uh, my opinions are going to remain unstated. <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> No, I don't want to encourage you. Okay? It's not groundbreaking. We'll leave it out there. It's not groundbreaking. But all I re- basically did is I just uh, put a bunch of pictures of fat Marilyn Manson with like food being shoved in his mouth. And so and you can comments, go check it out. Funny comments. There's a couple funny comments. A lot of them are kind of lame. <laughs> funny attempts at comments. Uh, yeah, funny attempts. That's what you got to say. Attempts at funny comments. But you can go check out the uh, link on the photo section of the Sick and Wrong page. Go to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Click on photos. It's Marilyn Manson is fat now and it's also on the forum that's where it started do you see the thread you can be in on the ground floor of this viral uh magnificent viral what what would you call it dude wackily phenomenon our, our <laughs> is it a phenomenon wackily our burps are viral <laughs> <laughs> sick and wrong but like literally viral 
Yeah, the viruses yeah, are coming out. <laughs> infectious viruses are coming out of my mouth. Yeah, second graders are dying if they're in the studio. Um, if, did you see the uh, ever masturbate listening to Sick and Wrong thread? Yeah, I did. Kind of bothered me that more men said that they did than women. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know. It kind of uh, made me think twice <laughs> about doing this show. Somebody's probably know. masturbating to the sound of your voice right now. Yeah, it, it kind of makes me feel a little <laughs> icky. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I imagine you are. Also, people, thank you for subscribing to uh, the show on iTunes. That really is the best way to help us out. Give us comments. Uh, rate the show. I think we got a lot right now. I don't quite know where we're at, but we're we're always around the top twenty, top twenty-five. And uh, people, if you just keep giving us more comments, keep subscribing, we'll get in the top ten. You don't have to be famous to be in the top ten of comedy podcasts, but it helps. But it does help. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have to struggle at all like we do. <laughs> I know, like we do. We have to beg for votes. Uh, people, if you haven't already, get yourself a sick and wrong t-shirt. I don't know what you're waiting for. Maybe you're waiting to get a dildo, waiting to get a sick and wrong t-shirt. We only have a few left, so um, we're probably not going to remake this design. So get the original sick and wrong t-shirt right now. Go to the store on the sick and wrong, ma- on the sick and wrong main page. And uh, yeah, be the coolest kid in your block. Sick and wrong outfitters. <laughs> uh, finally here, sick and wrong song of the week came in courtesy of Michelle. I wonder what Michelle looks like. She writes, Hey, Simon and Wackerly. My name's Michelle, and I started listening to the podcast a few weeks ago. I was hoping to be the official sick and wrong pharmacy technician if the spot is <laughs> Sexy not Sexy pharmacy technician? Dude, Can you about, send us some Vicodins? Think about that white lab coat. I'm thinking popping, about the... Popping lore tabs in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about the free drugs. <laughs> lore tabs and Viagra. Yeah. That'd be nice. What do you call that mixture? I don't know. <laughs> Loragra? Yeah. Diarrhea? <laughs> you probably, probably have some horrible reaction. Listening to this podcast on my way to and from work is the only thing that keeps me sane after a day at work in Weaverville. If you haven't heard of Weaverville, you're probably better off. I imagine the Rite Aid at Weaverville is probably a pretty interesting place to be working at. Don't you yeah, think? I bet you 95% of the customers are old as fuck and smell. Yeah. Yeah, they probably are. <laughs> anyway, I own this musical porno called Misty Beethoven, and I thought this song would be a good one to play on the podcast. It's called The Penis Tango, and here's a link to the MP3. You guys are seriously awesome. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong, Michelle. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'd never heard of this porno. I've, I like 70s porn because I like the big bush. I think they're entertaining. Mm. Back then, porns really actually had a new story. Porn with, new porn with a big bush. You didn't like Debbie Does Dallas? No. Dude, what about the porns that were filmed in 3D? No. The cum flying at you? No, the uh, <laughs> bras getting taken off? No. No? Not no. That? I think Michelle should send in a picture of herself in just her lab gut, though. 3D? Or just Doesn't regular? Doesn't have to be 3D. Just regular. <laughs> so I guess there's a musical remake of this 70s porn classic. So this, it's uh, called The Opening of Misty Beethoven. And uh, that was the actual name of the film. And so, yeah, they uh, took this. Uh, they took this song called uh, "Penis Tango," and it kind of has like a little electronic beat to it. Uh huh. Because that's all they of... could afford is the keyboard <laughs> synthesizer. <laughs> that's about it. So they made a re- musical remake. So thank you, Michelle, for saying that in. And we're going to end episode 189 with the penis tango. People, stay tuned. We'll be back next week with episode 190. Till then, take a seat. Good night. You're the proud owner 
of a big boner. Yes, I'm your cock, I'm like a rock, I'm your best friend. I've got nerve endings that are extending into your brain that big insane thing in your other dumber head. I think it's funny with all your money that you don't know what really drove this life you've led. I'm the creator, you masturbator, and every bit of your attraction comes directly from my action. I run the show, I hope you know that the penis is the ruler of the world. I'm up to quim, obey my whim. The fact that penis rhymes with Venus is no accident. I am delicious and most nutritious. I'm like a protein bar that never ever ends. I am delightful and rarely spiteful. So if I spit in your eye, that doesn't mean that we're not friends. I run the show. I hope you know that the penis is the ruler of the world. The fact that love and God above seem slightly dumb just makes me want someone to suck me off again. I run the show. I hope you know. Makes me want someone to suck me off again.